welcome to episode 18 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answer to. I'm Vib. And I'm Sean. And neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. Before we get to today's episode, let's award the much-vaunted Expertise is Overrated Tinfoil Award. As a reminder, this is an award that we give out at the start of each episode to the person who had the most ridiculous point in last week's episode. I'm really unhappy about this. Uh, as am I, actually. <laughs> I don't understand. What a twist. <laughs> I don't understand how we have a podcast where we've agreed to that we were both stupid. Like, this has to be a first. I know, because I, I remember sort of having this feeling of triumph at the end of last one. I was like, I've not said anything ridiculous. And you, you thought the same. And it's like, well, we both said something ridiculous we, we did. together. Uh, so, so, so this week, uh, we're both um, sharing the award because we said baselessly and incorrectly that we had correctly uh, provided a succinct summary of the Mistborn trilogy in 15 minutes. Now, firstly, it took us about half an hour. And, and secondly, we were wrong and missed out quite a lot. We're not going to tell you what we were wrong about. We're not going to tell you what we missed out, but uh, you need to go and read the books for yourselves. But yeah, we uh, we did, we, did, we done goofed. It, it took us about 15 minutes to even get to Mistborn, then half an hour to badly explain any yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, we did. Given that most of the things we actually explained were things that aren't in the original trilogy in the first place. That's also true. We spent a, <laughs> spent a lot of time talking about things that are made clear in the last, like, ten pages of the final book, <laughs> if that. So yeah, GG us. Well played. Nailed um, We'll, we'll share. We'll share a very big tin for that. I think. Just take um, it in turns. But it's known to be weird. Well, isn't there? Maybe that'll teach us. <laughs> um, there is one honourable mention that I think we agreed on. Yeah, which was, which was your assertion of, uh, I guess, Ellen uh, being a sex machina, which I think is quite was, funny. <laughs> was it Ellen? Uh, I think I think no, it, it was the, it was the mists. It was the mists. I call oh, the mists for the Deus Ex Machina. Deus Ex Machina, yeah. and, and I the was point right. Still stands. I will, That's the. They are literally Deus Ex Machina. They are the vestiges of a god which are used to advance the plot. They are uh, actually the god fine. in the machine. And uh, well, it's not a machine, though. Yes, well, <laughs> I, it only works if you translate it properly. But never mind. And. I'm glad I didn't get it for that, because I would have been really angry. <laughs> I, feel, I feel that would have made it to the tinfoil off. Whereas I think our actual tinfoil is really just quite hard to argue with, isn't it? Yeah, it was just, we are both. Uh, we were too pleased with ourselves. We really were. We thought we did such a great job of, this is, of dealing this is with our hubris. Hubris yeah. coming home to roost. It's going to be great when we, when we do like a, an episode on the Cosmere in general, and we think we've nailed it in 30 minutes. When I honestly... That that sounds like something we need help with. I don't know who from. I, I know Brandon Sanderson does podcasts, so maybe we could get him on uh, to, to help. Something us. tells me he'd be no better. <laughs> <laughs> no, perhaps not. We need to find someone someone active on the Cosmere subreddit who just knows everything. Uh, you slash succinct. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. Anyway. Uh, feedback for this week. Do we do we have any feedback? We, we have a little. So my friend Matt, uh, and I'm going to have to quote this text that I received from Matt because it's too well written not to do justice. Ooh, but on our uh, episode on which Ellie guested, Matt writes, isn't the Ministry of Magic just an archetypical instance of the deep state, which is keeping things on track? Okay, should be doing so, notwithstanding the dubious politicians that might somehow find themselves elected by the Mughal populace. Well. Yes. I think. Yeah. yeah. Has, has, has Matt nailed it? Has Matt solved Harry I Potter? Think, I think Matt might have solved it. <laughs> we have identified the deep state of the far-right fears. And they're just wizards. So, yeah, it turns out people were right to be afraid. That's actually remarkable. Well played. Yeah, well done, Matt. I'd give you a round of applause, but it would be obnoxious over, over a microphone. Very much so, very much so. Well, there we go. Um, I genuinely uh, did rendered we have us... the wrong guest, I wonder? 
Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Ma- Matt's just jumping himself to the top of our of our guest list. <laughs> He's going to be sought after now with that Absolutely. level of insight. I, this is the thing, we won't be able to book him now. That'll be the problem. <laughs> He's off to, to bigger and better things now. <laughs> Speaking of guests, uh, more feedback from regular contributor and past guest Ellie. Directly, uh, this is, I think, a direct personal attack on you. Oh, good. <laughs> Creating bundles of B tier Beric Dondarian to bump him up to an A rating is pretty much how the subprime mortgage crisis happened. Well, Ellie, um, that means nothing to me because I don't know what the subprime <laughs> mortgage crisis is. So there we are. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm, you showed I'm, I'm, half, I'm half kidding. Uh... <laughs> uh, it, it is it is an excellent uh, metaphor, and I think she's absolutely nailed the problem or your 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 assertion that Beric is a a decent n- near top ten warrior in a in a song of ice and fire. It's not. It's just a, a fiction, and he's well. I, no, I I see entirely what she's saying. Um, you know, throwing back to the point I tried to make is that, yeah, sure, he's maybe not top 10 in of himself, but he gets to revive. So maybe that pushes him in. I stand by the fact that he's still a very able fighter. Maybe top 20, 30? But I think the problem is if we if we throw the list out to top 20 or wider, you're just going to end up with people like, Victorian Greyjoy, Vi- yes. Yeah, Victorian Greyjoy. Him, Whoops. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking more someone like Red Ronnet Connington, for example, who like he makes he's in Renly's Rainbow Guard, which probably means he's not bad, but he's just one of a number of named characters who are okay at fighting. I think Beric is probably in that. He's camp. probably another one. Yeah, he's probably another. So Ellie, you no. Know, um... For once, I think you're absolutely right. But as he said, he doesn't actually know what you mean. So uh, yeah, I don't understand the criticism. So you know, sure, I'm sure Sean will explain it to me in very simple terms. Well, I can understand it. Some I'll point. use I'll use small I'll use small words. Yeah, just 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 record. You know, because obviously that's the only way I'm going to be able to learn. <laughs> it's true. I can't write it down. Um, um, there is uh, there is actually on YouTube. Uh, not not for you, but for anyone who is interested uh, in what caused the credit crunch. In 2007, there are some really good YouTube videos that break it down very simply, and I can thoroughly recommend them. But I can't remember what any of them are called. It would actually be interesting, because I feel it was just... Because, you know, I wasn't a professional person back then, so it it sort of just passed me by. <laughs> That's was, an was, excellent was, way of saying I was a child. I was a child. <laughs> I, was, I was too busy getting battered at university. <laughs> Which, weirdly, Fair. is still something I do. Um so not much progress has been made. It's concerning. Anyway, it is. We're getting really off later. track here. We are. <laughs> uh, I think the last piece of um, feedback we have was actually on our Discord server, which I'm, I'm so happy to say, uh, which is from CT, who agrees with us on a lot of what we said in Top 10 Warriors, which is remarkable in and of itself. Be still my beating heart. I know, right? The one thing he did say, which I know Sean will approve of massively... Oh dear. Is that we should have probably put Dark Star on our list. Oh, piss off. (laughs) I will never understand your hatred of Dark Star. He's a a fine swordsman. I don't actually care. Um, And you know what else he is? He's of the night. That that is my my problem with Dark Star, right there, is (laughs) he's he's not self-aware. He says that and you feel like he says that seriously. I know Doran Martell says that he's the most dangerous man in Doran, but I'm not having it. Not having it. He's an idiot. He's a shit Batman. Well, you see, now now you're arguing with Doran Martell as well. Yeah, yeah and I'll do, it from, nice. I'll do it from three meters away and be safe. And now, now you're in <laughs> shit Batman. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I got that one what, through. What do you call that? Wood, Woodman? It's like a really shit version of Tony Stark. <laughs> Why? Anyway, thank you as ever for all the uh, all the feedback. No, absolutely. Do keep it. Do keep it coming. Uh, we we really appreciate it. Some more like CTs where you just agree with us. Would yeah. we? Keep telling us we're really smart. We like that. We do love that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. 
but failing that use criticism that I just don't understand. (laughs) 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 Um, Anyway, let's let's actually get to um, what we're talking about today, which is. Oh, yeah, sorry. I sort um, of set myself up and then waited for you to yeah, say yeah. just fantastic just, hosting. Which, which is, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so we're talking uh, Serenity, the 2005 film, and Firefly, the 2002 series. And we're asking, as we do very loosely, whether the film works as an adequate finale to the cancelled TV series. Indeed. So I guess... Is this one we can park quickly? Do you, is there a, is there a short pithy answer? Does it is it, is it an adequate finale? What do you think? You know what? Um, no. Ah, I think I agree. I think no. It's a great film. So yes, this this I watched it. Uh, my wife and I watched it last night, and we both came out of it thinking that was much better than we expected it to be. Um, it was a long time since I'd watched it, and as a standalone film, it's actually pretty good. That that's actually what I thought as well upon rewatching it is that it's it, it's it's not a million miles away from being entirely standalone, is it? I think they do a decent enough job to sort of introduce the the idea. Now I'm saying that obviously as, as also having rewatched a lot of Firefly recently, so maybe that's an unfair. Yeah. No, but so I, I had I had also rewatched a lot of it. I watched way too much Firefly in like two days. No such thing. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to sleep humming the theme tune, which is great. <laughs> but uh, my wife hadn't rewatched any Firefly, and yeah, I, th- I think it. I think it's nearly there. There's a couple of things that don't quite make sense. Like, why are they quite so invested in River? If you've not been there with them, they said the film tells you they've been on the ship for eight months, but this doesn't quite get you enough of the way there. I think for like the lens that they go to for her, and yeah, maybe the the Inara Mal relationship comes out of nowhere in the film. If well, Inara comes out of nowhere. Well, <laughs> because Inara comes out of nowhere. She gets a message, she gets a mention from Kaylee right at the start. So essentially saying that Mal drove her off the ship. But if you've not watched Firefly, you don't know who Inara is, and then she just rocks up. It's never quite explained what she is either, which I think might have been ratings driven. As in get it. Oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Get it PG thirteen rather than R. I have no idea if that's true. I have no no basis for that. But the fact that she's a companion, I don't think ever comes up, and the word whore is never used in Serenity, and is used frequently in Firefly. Frequently, yes, very frequently indeed. Uh, so yeah, but as a standalone action adventure comedy. Serenity is pretty good. It it is pretty good, but it, it's it's. I think it'd be hard to not make it good, you know, with that cast and that mm. ensemble of characters, because that's what made the show ultimately really good. Is that's that's absolutely true. You know, they're just they're just they just work so well. I, I, I do wonder whether part of what Serenity has going for it. Is that all of the characters, with the exception of um, Chwittle Ejiofor, had been working together for the whole of Firefly? So they already had a, a, a back and forth that they'd borne out through the, the, the TV series. So the film, for them, is easy. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think we may have to take a step back here, though, for a second. For, for, for the, the less initiated, uh, and ah. shame on you if you are indeed one of the less initiated. Because <laughs> the way you made it seem there is that these guys have been on the TV series for like many, many years. No, yeah, no, And therefore got, got to know each other intimately, which I'm sure does happen on TV on, shows. On, yeah, 100%. but, this but we, should remind, we should remind Buffy. people that 
that Firefly unfortunately ran for one season consisting of I think fourteen episodes in the final. Yes, but not version. all of them not all of them were released. They made fourteen no, episodes, they, not they all they of them were 14, released no. in every country. So but it's the, weird because I completely agree with you that they <laughs> you can tell they've got that chemistry and, and it, mm. it works, but it is only off the back of fourteen episodes. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, maybe maybe we should give just a little bit more color to to Firefly on the off chance that someone who stumbled across our pod, podcast somehow hasn't watched Firefly. Is that possible? It doesn't feel possible. As I say that, that doesn't feel possible. Well, we've been disappointed frequently. We have. Our listeners before, so... We have. I feel it certainly is possible. So, Firefly is a 14-episode long TV series that was released in 2002 and 2003, directed and written primarily by Joss Whedon of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and later Marvel's uh, Avengers fame. Uh, it stars, amongst others, Nathan Fillion, Gina Torres, Alan Tudyk, Morena Baccarin, Adam Baldwin, Jewel State, Sean Marr, and Summer Glau, and Ron Glass. Uh, as, Rest in uh, peace, by the way. Yes. As the crew of a bulk transport spaceship in the year 25 something my goodness you are doing a terrible job of this yeah no i'm gonna i'm gonna describe it really badly and this is the idea and then you're going to fix it i assume by saying it's cowboys in space here's how it is the earth (laughs) so we moved out and terraformed a whole new galaxy of earths some rich and flush with the new technologies some not so much the central planets then was formed the Alliance, waged war to bring everyone in their rule. A few idiots tried to fight it, among them myself. I'm Mal- Malcolm Reynolds, obviously. Captain of Serenity. She's a transport ship. Firefly class. Got a good crew. Fighters, pilot, mechanic. We even picked up a preacher for some uh, for some reason. And, and a you were, you were doing so well. I was doing so well, I know. I, I nearly fooled you there, didn't I? <laughs> right up until you went, I'm Malcolm Reynolds. Yeah, obviously. Uh, totally am. Um, let me finish. <laughs> Sorry. There's a doctor too. Took his genius sister out of some alliance camp, so they're keeping a low profile, you understand. You got a job, we can do it. Don't much care what it is. That's exactly what Firefly is. Yes, but imagine cowboys if they space. were all cowboys. Uh, See, a friend of mine has, has that exact objection to Firefly. She doesn't much care for cowboys. And I... It's not cowboys in space. It's, it's, it has a Western aesthetic. It has a, a loosely Western aesthetic, yes. But I, it, it's only cowboys in space in the sense that it's a frontiersman show. That's the point of it. And cowboys are an archetypal frontiersman. I think. That, in and of itself, is quite an interesting premise, actually, because... What, that it's frontiersmen, or that cowboys are an archetypal That it's, that it's frontiersmen, necessarily. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point of the the rim. Yeah, sort of, yes. I mean, I guess it's the planets that are obviously under new management, but they, they never get too much... Well... I mean, the, the train job... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that that is pretty much just something out of Red Dead Redemption, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly that that. No, so, so okay, is. yeah. There's there's elements of, of that aesthetic to it, but then it's also a world where where people speak uh, English and Mandarin mixed. I love that. That's such a nice touch. It's great, isn't it? Because it, it the, really shows you that there was some unification event mm, somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. It's the the merging of the USA and China as the world's last two superpowers, giving rise yeah. to the original alliance, apparently. Yeah, uh, presumably. And, but it um, also means, uh, amusingly, that they can swear as much as they like. I know, isn't it amazing? They just swear in a Mandarin, and it's such a gr- good design choice. It really is, because it's so obvious that they're swearing. And it gets the 
it gets the feeling across as well. It really does. It's it's clearly a very beautiful language in which to swear. Mm. Uh, and obviously it's never subtitled, so they can say whatever it is they want. And given that they throw words like whore about in a very derogatory way, I don't necessarily really want to know what it is they're saying when they're <laughs> genuinely swearing. No, absolutely. So yes, Firefly, Space Cowboys. It ran for much too short a time. It said, did, directed it, by Joss Whedon. It ran for such a short time just because it got its ratings were abysmal. Sure. Sure. Which which is obviously a big deal. Well, it has to be. What was it? Fox, right? I think it was Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's, a, that's obviously already a terrible channel in which to do a show where the USA ever merged with China. It's not a great start, no. Yeah, that's, that's instantly going to bomb your ratings. But you've got it. I don't even, I don't really know what... What more it could have done? Maybe it's just, maybe it was just on the wrong. Maybe that's it. Maybe it was just on the wrong channel. Uh, Do you have a context handy? Um, it's probably an unfair question, but like, how how bad were the ratings? I I don't I don't know. All I know, I could do I could do a quick look, but all I know is that people have re- repeatedly say that it got canned because its ratings were off. Yeah, um, I, like I guess compared to sort of the first season of. Thinking of the first season of maybe something like Buffy, first season, I was going to say something like Star Trek is obviously a thing, but that's so old that I think that was always going pro- to do well, I think. I think. Part of the problem is that um, for Star Trek, the ratings didn't really matter, not in the same way, because it was, as you say, because it was so, so old. Whereas this came out in 2000, sorry, 2002, which means that it's just as at the stage of when ratings really do start to matter. But and it has such a loyal following, right? When when Fox announced that it was being cancelled, the fans of Firefly got together and bought advertising space, I believe in Vanity Fair, in which they put an advert asking Fox to not cancel Firefly. Yeah. Which yeah. is hilarious. Fox went. It's 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 great. No, but it, you should have given us that money instead of Vanity Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's an inherent problem with saying this thing has a loyal following because it also usually implies it's a very small yes following. yes. And I think that that's still, to me anyway, in terms of the think, fact that it's actually kind of hard to get hold of. I think it's I think it's cultish. I think. In the same way that something like, um, what's a good example? Oh, this is bad because all my examples of cult hits have gone right out of my head. Yeah, insert cricket noises here, editor. Yeah, this is which I think is me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Come on, help me, help me out. What's a, what's a famous something like? Uh, Rocky Horror, right? That's that's much bigger than Firefly, but in the same way, like in the in the grand scheme of things, Rocky Horror Picture Show is not that popular, but its fans are rabid about it. Sure, and I think Firefly is similar, um, but it's probably smaller than Rocky Horror, and its fans are, generally speaking, less rabid about it. <laughs> It's because it's because we got the film, be- and that might be because we got the film, <laughs> the the very excellent film that we that we did get. So, yeah, bringing us back to I guess the original question, to which we've uh, wholeheartedly failed to give a pithy answer, is Serenity a good ending to Firefly in general? No. Uh, and I think we both agreed no because we wanted more Firefly. I think I think it's partly that no because we wanted more Firefly, but also I think it's that the film is not Firefly. The film is an because Firefly is not about the action. The action in Firefly is bad. It's low. It's, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It's so low budget. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it works so well. It has Wilhelm screams. It has like. People punching stakes to make it sound like they're hitting each other. It's excellent. It's so good, but it's so 
low budget. And and Serenity is still quite low budget, but it's like... Ah, you say that. That, God, that was actually one of the most noticeable things that I... I, I thought um, the special effects budget was way bigger, way bigger. Like the so Firefly itself just looks heaps different. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of little things like that that I really don't like. There are some massive changes that I don't like um, between Firefly and Serenity, which I'm sure we'll come on to because um, it wouldn't be an episode of expertise is overrated if I didn't just go off on a rant at some point. Of course, yeah, um, but. I don't like how sharp the ship looks. I don't like how clean the ship looks. The cleanliness was a problem, yes. I don't like that they've suddenly got a hovercraft at the yes. very start. There's all sorts that really of threw me. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it really annoys me that Jane has a Gatling gun at one point, rather than just Vera, because it should be Vera. And uh, some sort of cannon that they can clearly mount to the hull of their ship. Yeah, I think the cannon is meant to have come from Haven. But the aesthetic of all of the Alliance ships changes as well, which again is really jarring as someone who has just spent two days watching 90% of the TV show. The aesthetic switches. Yeah, but the only time we really see an Alliance ship is, is in one episode, right? You see the you see the cruisers fairly frequently. Those sort of like U-shaped behemoths. Yeah, true. True. Uh, the one I'm thinking of in my head is just like this essentially gigantic floating box. Yeah, but they're they're all <laughs> like that. Other than other than their like space fighters that are just jets, which is excellent. Yeah, they're just taken an F-16 and made it look a bit spacey and like, that <laughs> all, all of the Alliance ships are really boxy and, and really square and, and, and massive monolithic things. Yeah. And then in Serenity they're not. They're these like sleek wouldn't be out of place coming off a Corellian ship line. Whoa. Which I they're guess... Not, they're it. not triangular. Okay, so that's just already a no-go. Sorry, not a Corellian one. A Mon Calamari ship line. Um... They are no, they were very sleek. Yeah, they're very very stylish looking ships. Yeah, which and is very unfirefly. I th- yeah, I think I think I, I struggle with the the aesthetic shift a little, but no, fair, fair. But it's not that bad. Like if if that was the only thing wrong with it, that they they sharpened everything up for for the silver screen for the big screen. And this is it, I think, right? Uh, ultimately, I think what's happened is that they they essentially shot the film as though it was Firefly, and they were like, "Guys, we have like fifty million dollars left because <laughs> mm. we spent nothing. <laughs> let's let's make the ships a bit shinier." And they're like, "Yeah, right. Yeah, fine. Uh, you know, go go and do that, and like give give everything a slightly different hue. Give Mister Universe a weird." Yeah, but I mean, where does he robot. come from? I know that he was he was a major issue I had. Like speaking of Deus Ex Machina. Yes. He was it. He he is it. He is it. And he just comes out of nowhere. He's never mentioned, because I was listening for him, he's never mentioned in Firefly. Not once. Yeah, not once. Um, I think Fanti and Mingo are. I think they're mentioned in the first episode. Yeah, but they're also not entirely... They're relevant, not, not really. Firefly. Yeah. They're not relevant. But but I think Mr. Universe is... he He's, he's one big plot tool that I think was almost necessitated by the fact that this had to be wrapped up. He was necessitated by the plot. They wrote a plot that required Mr. Universe to exist. Yeah, and I think the other thing is is exactly what you've alluded to, is the fact that we get a whole lot more action, and it's essentially all River. And I think, to me, the reason they did that was because they needed to just get to the end of the storyline. Yes. And they couldn't they couldn't do it in like, you know, the, the, the time that is afforded to you by TV, where maybe they could have set her up as a psychic and it, and, and the way that she comes into her own is, is really nuanced and interesting and whatnot. And they were is like, she... right, let's just make her good at killing things. Yeah, let's make her a weapon. But is I, I'm trying to work out I was watching for it in in Firefly. Is she being set up in Firefly as a psychic? Or is she being yes, set up? Yes, I think. 
Well, she she says to Jane, "I can kill you with my brain," but that could just be her being terrifying and hilarious. No, but because in Firefly, she already shows. No, she does. She's ability she of like premonition and prescience. Yeah, she, she, but she she also talks to that kid. Exactly the mute, who, the mute the child. Mute yeah, no, you're That's why right. she nearly gets burnt as a witch. Which is amazing that people were still in the year is twenty five forty two. We're still burning women as witches. Mm. Gee, humanity. So but, no, I, th- I think they were going that way. Right. That she, they, right. They've done something to her brain, and that's why she's developed some mystical, yeah, powers, but explained by science. But then, it's never implied in the TV show that anyone on the crew, with the possible exception of Buck, has any clue about what River is capable of. Yes. And then opening scene of Firefly is Malcolm and Simon having a fight about whether or not River is going on the mission. And Mal just comes out and says, she's psychic. She can see things before they happen. And that's a massive gear shift of, wait, what? We just, this this just happens? It's worse than that, right? Because Serenity kicks off with... Simon's rescue of his sister. It, it, sorry, yeah, it, it and, does. And, and like, he essentially gets, and he essentially gets told like everything. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. throughout Firefly, it's like he knows nothing about anything that's gone on. It's, yeah, <laughs> there's a couple of things like where they just they just change the plot, or the, or not the plot. They they rewrite what happened in Firefly. Mal's army rank changes. For example, he was a sergeant all the way through firefly the whole point was he was a sergeant and then we find out at the start of serenity that he's he was a captain and that's a huge difference in who malcolm reynolds is gigantic difference uh which i think is really weird it's a really odd thing to change as well that's what i don't understand about that but for me, for me, the biggest change and the thing that I have the biggest problem with, I think, and I can't believe I'm going to say this because he's probably one of the best bits of the film, is the introduction of Twittle Ejiofor. Right. He is excellent. His performance is magnificent. His He has so much raw screen presence whenever he's on screen he's phenomenal no objection to him as an actor whatsoever the role that he is in should not exist and it should still be those weird government agents with the blue gloves on with the sticks that make people's heads explode because they're so creepy they're unbelievably creepy yes but they cannot work as I, movie villains. And I think this is where my overall issue with the film is. And it's a me issue. It's not the film Those I wanted because the film that I wanted cannot exist because it never gets made. Because the film that I wanted is like a three hour. Yeah, it's another four version. seasons. Of it's, a three, it's a three. <laughs> it's a three. It is. It's another two seasons of Firefly. Or, like a, or an extended Lord of the Rings length. Uh... Like yeah, I want, I want, of I want if, if we've got to wrap it up in a film, let's wrap it up in a film that focuses on the characters, that that works on those interpersonal relationships that were the thing that really made Firefly what it what, what it was, rather than ah, we've got a decent special effects budget, let's just have River Tam murder a load of Reavers. And I don't hate the plot. I don't hate yeah. the Alliance made the Reavers. It does raise some interesting questions about that episode that has a Reaver in it. Or a guy who becomes a Reaver. Which one? I forget. It's the one that Book gets. They get captured. Oh, fuck. I need to remember this. It's one, not one of the ones I watched. I say, this, this feels like one of the ones I didn't watch either. They come across a ship that Reavers hit. There's one. Oh, yes. There's yes. one guy left alive. They then get picked up by an alliance ship, and they do lots of they being interviewed. And it turns out that the guy, the one survivor, 
has essentially turned into a reaver, which doesn't make sense if the reaver is a chemical. It, yeah, it makes it really hard to explain why that happens. Uh, Not impossible because you can yeah. do brain broke stuff like being for essentially being forced to watch and live among reavers is another way of becoming one. Right, it breaks your brain. Um, but yeah, it the the two are really it's really difficult to get those two to live in the same. But space. I mean, let's let's talk about that in, in general because right? the the main storyline of Serenity. Yeah. Well, actually, there's, there's, there's a few. Um, but I, I guess the the Mal and Zoe were in, in the rebel army storyline <laughs> turns into we need to fuck over the Alliance in every way we can. And, yes. and they link it up with River because she sends them to a planet which shows that the Alliance is bad and evil and whatnot. Fine. Okay. Kind of rushed, but I can I get that. But then it just drops you in into this thing where the, the Alliance, for some reason, has decided to play around with chemical means of making everyone really compliant, I think. Yeah. And docile. For no reason. So <laughs> it's, it's really hard to understand why they did that. And, and, and off the back of that, they created Reavers. It's not... Because originally, when I sort of thought about Serenity ahead of watching it again, I thought, yeah, there was something with the chemical which they wanted to use against Reavers or against like hyperviolent people or something, and that created no, Reavers. The, the Reavers are the side of that. The Reavers are the side effect. They're the yeah, one, which, one which, tenth of one percent reaction. Which, yeah, and the numbers of that don't make sense. But let's not go there. Thirty uh, million people, not point one percent of thirty million. <laughs> it's not very many Reavers to literally come across in the galaxy every single Yeah, but it's not episode. a galaxy. It's a, sol- <laughs> it's a single solar system. They call it the galaxy, but it's not. It's, it's It takes place over the course of a solar system. Yeah, but uh, regardless, I, I think that plot element is weird. Although it does have that um, that actress who then goes in and stars in like all the cult classics nowadays. Like American Horror Story and, and oh yeah, I know who you mean. I completely um, forget her name, but she's she's excellent in most things. The teacher. The teacher. Do you mean the teacher? Who do you mean? The um the woman on the recording. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Who essentially you know is, is on the tape that they use to 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 try and bring down the alliance and suffers what. I can only imagine it's the most horrible. Yeah, I, of uh, I, I don't like to. I, I, I forgot that she doesn't shoot herself. See, I, I remember that she didn't, but what I didn't remember is that she takes a shot at a reaver first, and I was like, "Why would you do was, that? Yeah, that's shoot such, yourself!" Such an error. That's that's rule number one when you're dealing with reavers: is just shoot yourself. Don't let them take you alive. Whatever, whatever you do, reavers are horrible. Uh, you know, in case they're you're wondering, awful. Yeah, I, they're, they're phenomenally terrifying creation. Um, from from Joss, the f- fucked up mind of Joss Whedon. But but we only ever really see. Am, am I wrong about this? We only really see, you know, actual reavers in Serenity, right? In Firefly, you never see a see you never reaver. see a you reaver, see reaver right? ships. Yeah, and, and that's what makes them so Batman, terrifying. Batman, uh, the guy who becomes one, but you never see a quote unquote true reaver. And you're exactly right. That's what makes them scary. Because all the stories talk about them in the way that everyone goes. The fact that they scare Jane. Yeah, that's that's the point. Jane, aka Adam Baldwin. <laughs> yes, Jane Adam Baldwin. What a, what a performance! Everyone actually, everyone gives phenomenal performances in both Serenity and Firefly. Absolutely, absolutely, could not agree with you more on that. But you're right. The the plot, the plot of Serenity struggles when you hold it up to the plot of. Firefly, 
But again, that's because I think they, they switch genre. And I'm going to come back to that being the fundamental issue with Serenity. It's that they switch genre. Mm. And they, they, yeah. I don't know if it's fair to say that they missed what it was that made Firefly so good. I don't think they it was. Because if you think about Joss Whedon's other massively successful TV show, Buffy... Buffy is best when it's about the characters. The action yeah. in Buffy is not good. Whoa. <laughs> That's going in the book. The, the physics in <laughs> Buffy doesn't make sense. She breaks a pool cue at one point, leaves it on the, the pool table, just sticking out, and then throws a vampire at it, and the vampire dies. That's not how physics works. That is shocking. It's a shocking accusation. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think you know what physics are. <laughs> Mate, it's it's entirely possible. <laughs> what is science? Um, no, but it's 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 a very fair point because yeah, Malcolm Reynolds is a sergeant who volunteered to go to war with the Alliance, right? Yeah, that's that's like his defining thing, and his first mate Zoe is, is essentially the same boat, but she's a more junior rank. And yeah, Which doesn't make Fly... much sense because she's objectively a better soldier than he is. Yeah, I know, I know, but fine, you fine. It, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's necessary for the for the TV show for Zoe to be, and it, it really works, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it does. It really works. It's phenomenal. Um, and when Zoe gets into a fight, like she usually does very well. Um, whereas Mal gets into these very classical you know, big guy fights where he throws a few punches and it's messy and it's usually over fairly quickly because yeah. there's only so much we can, uh, that you can take. And then for some reason in Serenity, he goes up against this guy who's introduced to us as possibly the most lethal person we've certainly seen up until that point, River potentially excluded because we don't really know. Yeah. You know, he's got a sword, he kills that dude in, in immense style and really weirdly. The guy at the very start. Yeah, who, who the, the scientist. Like, yeah, and he cripples. That's uh, so good. A, a, man, a man would fall on his sword. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't bring my sword. It's fine. You can use mine. <laughs> what a great line! <laughs> but yeah, and then somehow he fights Mal on multiple occasions and doesn't win. And it's like, uh, I know Mal's the hero and everything, but that doesn't quite work. <laughs> I had that nerve cluster moved. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. I, That's I did rate so that. good. <laughs> <laughs> I did rate that, but like even throughout, where I mean, and this is something you see in films all the bloody time. Like, you get punched in the face that many times, you will just go down. Yeah. I am sorry, you get I, punched I, in the face probably once, you will go down. <laughs> <laughs> if someone like that punches you in the face, yes, I I quite like the the fight between the operative and Mal at the very end is just so messy and it's yeah. all it's all about how Malcolm Reynolds can take essentially as many punches as you throw at him that's that's why he wins that fight because he just keeps getting up absolutely but what's Which also is, hilarious is <laughs> he's, he's just downed a man he knows has a sword and knows he's still alive and he jumps onto this thing to like do like a monkey bar yeah, type yeah, crawl well, over some death trap Completely ignoring the fact that this guy is just there and has a sword and could it's easily so just good. kill him. <laughs> Not that he does, because that would be too easy. So, no, I, I agree with you. The, the the switching of the genre makes it fundamentally different. But I, I do think it was... Not a not a not an unreasonable thing to have done, given what they no, actually set out to do. I don't th I don't think it was unreasonable. I think an action adventure space film is always going to do better, sadly, than a character driven drama that happens to take place in space. Like that's just true, and you need you need it to be Reavers because they're they're set up as your bad guy but i don't know there's yeah, also something about the reavers being just a little bit too bestial 
I think I want slightly more human reavers. Yeah, but you need time to explore that. You do need time to explore that. You need a lot more time than the film gave you. But I, yeah, I, I could even buy that the the reavers were created as a side effect of alliance meddling. That's that's fine. But I think I want them to be people who just don't have remorse. Like, you're not capable of feeling remorse or guilt or something like that, rather than just like, sure, oh, we, we amplify yeah. it. This, this might be a, a problem that I have with Reavers in general, because uh, they're, they're basically the same in in Firefly, In right? The first time we're introduced to them is in the very first episode where Simon asks Zoe what will happen if they take the, the ship. Zoe says something really harrowing, like, They'll rape us to death, eat our flesh, and sew our skins into their clothes. And if we're really, really, really lucky, they'll do it in that order. And I remember watching this like at uni or something and being like, what am yeah. I watching? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you and told then, me this was fun. And then people are like, oh, my game. Game of Thrones is so shocking. So, yeah, try watching Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> try watching an episode about the Reavers. <laughs> what you don't see is so much scarier. I know. Because the the imagery of the Reavers is absolutely horrifying. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I agree, they they could have gone many different places with it, but I think they they definitely needed to to just make them the big bad in order for to have that scene at the end where River like cuts them all down. You need to make them. You need to de- completely dehumanize them. Exactly. Yeah. That that you had it's the only way that rating. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. They're they're basically orcs. Exactly, which is totally fine. You can kill hundreds of them. Yeah. No problem with that. No, but it but it but it works right because they they built them up in Firefly, and even if you haven't watched Firefly, I think you understand that the Reavers are bad news. Yeah, because you see them in the first scene after the title card. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, you and see, Mal you see, shoots a guy. Mal shoots uh, a guy rather than leave him to the Reavers. And that exactly. sort of tells you all that you need to know. It does, yeah. It does. Uh, and, I, and I think it's important that they that they manage to make the link between the Alliance and Reavers. Because like, the Alliance, I think, throughout is kind of seen as, yeah, sure, they're, they're the bureaucracy, right? They're the yeah. government. And so they're a necessary evil. And we kind of accept that. And, you know, people like Mal and Zoe who fought against them, like, sure, but what were you really trying to achieve? And then this is what you're trying to achieve because they clearly are just evil people who experiment on, on humans and create reavers that everyone's now scared of. Yeah. Because so it, it, it's, always, it's always looming there, right? Because you've got whatever the Alliance was doing to River and you've got the two men who are chasing River who are quite willing to like murder their own people. So, so there's obviously something wrong towards the core of the Alliance, but like you never get the sense, or maybe, maybe this isn't quite fair, but you you don't necessarily get the sense that the Alliance as an institution is flawed in Firefly. It's just a big, as you say, bu- big bureaucratic edifice that is, by virtue of being a big bureaucratic ev- edifice, crushing people like Mal underneath it indifferently. No, I think that's entirely fair. And you can understand his desire to to rail against that, and you can understand the desire of the independent planets or whatever they were called to not become part of that. But yeah, they're not—they're not mustache twirlingly evil, like you say. But yeah, but they needed to be in the. Film. But they need to be because <laughs> because, because so the film doesn't Mal's, have time. Yeah, Mal's sort of. Uh, drive makes no sense <laughs> yeah the film doesn't have time to explore like a nuanced critique of the dehumanizing nature of bureaucracies yeah exactly <laughs> it just so they just have to be cartoonishly evil and it's fine it's fine it works it works but they do kill wash and i don't think i can ever i don't know if i can forgive that and it comes out of nowhere See, this is the thing, right? Because I, I clearly, like you, hadn't watched Serenity in, in a number of years, certainly for me. Yeah. And sort of before I watched it, I was thinking, what do I remember? I remember that River turns into a complete badass. So I definitely clearly remember this sort of genre shift. Yeah. I remembered um, Shewettle Edgeofor just being amazing. 
Yes. I remembered Reavers. I remembered the planet they go to to find out what, what the Reavers, or, or at least the, the Reavers were made in some form yeah. by the Alliance. And I remembered Wash dying. That was I, more or less it. I remembered Wash dying. Like, I didn't remember um, Book dying, which I feel... Is uh, I, I remembered that as well. sad, actually. Yeah. You know, I really, yeah. I, I suspect that they just couldn't convince the actor to come back for very long. Like, Ron Glass just had plans, and they were like, can you do two scenes? Yes. Because he's... And he, he's, we'll come on to this, but he's he's an issue I have with the, the film as well. But uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, go, go on. No, I was going to say, my... my I, it's, I don't have an issue with Wash dying. I, I understand why one of the main crew needs to die. And I also understand why it needs to be Wash. Oh, go on. That's interesting. You can't realistically kill any of the others and get the same impact without and not have bigger plot impacts. You can't kill Mal for obvious reasons. No, you can't yeah, kill no, Zoe. Not unless it's some heroic last act. No, you can you can Bella. only kill Mal at the very end. Yeah, and then you also definitely can any hope of a sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Right, you can't kill Zoe because if you kill Zoe, you also take out Wash. Because Wash yeah. is not capable of coming through that in the way that Zoe is. You can't kill Jane because... Because um, you always want Jane to die. You always want Jane to die. <laughs> and no one cares if Jane dies. Not in the same way that you care if Wash dies. It doesn't have the same emotional impact. Like I like Jane. I think he's a great character. If he died, I'd be cut up for a bit and then I'd move on with my life. He's the comic relief, sadly. He's the comic yeah, relief and he's, sad, a, but... he's a bit of a heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't kill you can kill Kaylee. Or, you know? you, I don't think you can kill Kaylee. Or maybe you could kill Kaylee, but problem with if you kill like Kaylee, then the whole story arc with Simon is just wasted. Exactly, you're you're burning that story arc. And you, I part of me thought you could kill Simon. Maybe you could kill Simon, I, and then you're left in the very problematic situation of of. River, and I guess it's Simon's imminent death that ultimately you get, yeah, kicks her into gear, right? Yeah, I guess you could maybe have killed Simon, but then you have exactly the same problem of not resolving the Kaylee Simon. Yes, no, one hundred percent. Arc. Well, if you if you do it at that point, right, where it's it's essentially because they have their big moment uh, right before the Reavers enter. Where they resolve it, right? He's like, I mean, oh, to I, live. I that's such a good, yeah. yeah. And and so if you then if you kill one of them at that point, it's like, okay, wow, you know, they were so close. But that's also just like <laughs> that's emotionally more, perhaps more punch than a than fun, needs, yeah, a fun needs space romp needs to be. Yeah, so I think on balance, you're probably right that washes if if you're gonna kill, well, two because in book dies or well, book. Yeah, I think I think this needs to come on to why he's one of your complaints. Uh, He's not much of a complaint, but I think it's yeah. This lead this leads us very nicely on because one of the things I tried to focus on in, in in terms of addressing this question, right? Does Serenity actually do a good mm. job? I, I sort of wrote down what I thought were the main storylines uh, and see if they mm. actually ever got any resolution. Okay. Um, the main one, obviously, you know, River uh, yes. as a character. How does she develop? And you know what? It does a it does an okay job. I feel relatively satisfied that I kind of know what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the expert of the process, but you know, needs must. One obvious one I thought was quite funny is the Saffron slash Yolanda storyline, which, oh. uh, which doesn't really get a resolution because she's still out there and she's a great character. I loved her. But you don't, that, that, that's not a, it's not a plot that needs resolving. She's just an, an easy antagonist. You can pull out. At any, yeah. Yeah. Anytime you need one. Exactly, but yeah, I would, I would have just liked us to to see a bit more of her, um, just because she she's great. Her her interaction with Mal and Inara is just fantastic. Then obviously Mal and Inara, big storyline all the way throughout, like the slowest of slow burns that everyone yes. knows is going to end, only end in one way. <laughs> yes, uh, unresolved, essentially. I think. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I, I think you know which way. It's- going to be resolved but that's your point you've always known which way it's going to be resolved it's not a will they won't they it's a when will they 
Exactly. I think that's that's absolutely right. And I think they they probably did enough in the film to say, guys, they will. Just yeah. you know, they will. <laughs> They're all right. Then yeah, the Kaylee and Simon storyline, which I think obviously entirely resolved. Yep. And then the last one I had was what the fuck did the preacher do before he joined the crew? And it's not fucking resolved. <laughs> nope. And I really wanted to know. I think he was an operative. I think so as well. It's it's alluded to by the way he talks about the operative, essentially. Yes, he does. Um, and also, he, yeah, his there's, there's, it's scattered throughout Firefly as well, isn't it? That he, he has a past with a capital P. But there's such unexplored depth there, right? Because you he he's essentially the guy you would need to show you that the Alliance is more than just a bureaucratic behemoth. Because he's been there. He was at the heart of it as an operative, if that's what he yeah. was. And he decided that that was just too low and too shit, and so he became a preacher. And they let him go. Well, well, yeah. I mean, he's still got his credentials, which exactly, blows exactly. my that's mind why, entirely. Was he still operative I mean. at the time? Is that Ruff. is that maybe the bigger twist? I don't even he's know. A, he's actually just a massive, massive, like long con keeping an eye yeah. on River. Which again, I'm sure they could have made that work somehow. That would have been so good. But no, I, I, yeah, you know, not getting a re- resolution <laughs> to who, who is Shepard Burke. I agree with you. Is frustrating because it's so it's so interesting he's such an interesting character don't doesn't the bible have something pretty strong to say about killing it does several times but it is silent on the subject of kneecaps <laughs> is i mean you, you, such good writing and such good writing and, and the sass as well in that same episode where the doctor says yeah, um, you know, I've never shot anyone before, and then uh, book just goes, "I was there, son. You haven't shot anyone yet." <laughs> yeah. oh, it's very, very good. You might actually be up there with. I don't really. If you had to pick a best character in in Firefly and Serenity, who would it be? If I have to pick a best character, I'm not sure it can be done. <sighs> I keep nearly saying Malcolm, but that feels one too easy. And two, yeah, I don't. He's he he's he's got that flair, right? He's the guy I think I wish I was. That doesn't make no, him a favorite. Absolutely, I don't know. I don't think. I think you're right. I don't. I don't think it. It can be done. It's a testament to what the the TV show achieved, right? Is that they had this cast of characters that were completely complementary, mm. um, even though they were always at odds with each other. <laughs> yes, apparently, apparently there were there were a number of of episodes that didn't get made, but that the cast wanted to to have made. All right, right, and some of them are weird uh but one of them i'm trying to find it now was an episode in which jane goes up against mal as like the captain of his own ship okay i'm like yeah captain jane captain jane yes please be an awful captain wouldn't he well i think yeah (laughs) learn i think he sort of needs to learn that but, he does, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm seeing one here that uh, Alan Tudyk came up with. Is that the, is that the one about dogs that River psychically befriends? Yeah, planet. There's always day on one side, night on the other, and on the night side, Jane accidentally spills pheromone on himself and the crew, which attracts dogs. And then, yeah, River uses her mind powers to domesticate the dogs. <laughs> what a random idea. <laughs> Yes, okay. I'd, I'd quite like that. That's got Alan Tudyk written all over it, though. Just in terms of bizarreness. I don't know. I think... I think Mal is my favourite character, to be honest. And I think it's because he's... 
not necessarily a good man, but he's certainly trying incredibly hard to be better than most of the people around him. Ooh, now, see, now this is actually very interesting. Okay. Because, yeah, there's a real... It's quite difficult to talk about good and bad in this show, right? Because even the good guys aren't that good. With the exception of Wash, I think. I think Wash is a good guy. Perhaps. No? Wash is the one in every meeting. He's like, can we perhaps talk about the killing people bit? Perhaps, yes. But no, I know. I know but he's also, you... you know, the first through the door to rescue Mal from uh, the really creepy German dude. Uh, Niska. Niska, yeah. Adelaide Niska. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, but fair enough. I mean, you won't hear me arguing against that line of logic, but uh, it's interesting to see your take on this. Because they are a little bit means to an end type people, right? It's, it's, it's still uh, they, unclear they often, what lines they won't cross. I yeah, think that it's unclear to them which lines they won't cross. No, absolutely. But they know that they have them, and they, yeah, but like Jane's line, for example, what oh, Jane doesn't have many lines at all. <laughs> um, Jane, Jane, like Jane, is not a good person. He's Push, pushes his, his friend and colleague out of the the fucking plane to try and score the loot. Exactly, Jane's a Jane is not a good man. Um, he's an excellent man. I don't know what you're talking about. I uh, suppose. But, I suppose. Actually, of of all the people, the I'll give you the one with the best moral compass is Inara. She, she's uh, certainly done like the least heinous things. Yeah, that's probably Kaylee. Maybe Kaylee. It has to be Kaylee. Or as you say, Wash. Yeah, Wash. Wash is always a voice of reason. Yeah, the, the the problem I have maybe well, problem, just load over. the thing I have with Kaylee and uh, um, River, sorry, at least with River they kind of talk about it, but it's really hard to gauge how old they're supposed to be. Yeah, I mean I think true. they mentioned at the end that River's seventeen, which River's fine. seventeen, but yeah. Kaylee could be the same age. Well, you hope not, because you genuinely see her. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, 17? no, I reckon doing... Kaylee's early twenties. Yeah, yeah, but she I think she could be anywhere between 18 and, yeah, probably like 25. Mm. But she always sounds a bit more... <laughs> she like sounds part-time innocent, then part-time also really clued in. It's, it's quite hard yeah, to, she's, to gauge her. I mean, she's been living on Serenity with, like, Mal and Zoe and Jane. For far too long. For far too long. Far too long, yeah, and and I guess the yeah, I guess her main role models would be Zoe, who's just cold as ice, exactly, or Inara, who 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 must have yeah a, a really complicated yeah, emotional personal life, which, which I, I guess think, is reflected in the fact that you know I think that's, that's I think that's fair. You know what really surprises me? Okay. That your favorite character is not, in fact, Jubal Early. Oh no! Can we not? I just don't. <laughs> I hate that episode. It's the. Uh... It's so bad, right? You, <laughs> you were like, I "What think, the hell are you guys thinking?" I think you said it right. I think you. They like. They found out they weren't going to get to make a second series, and so just made that random weird episode to go on the end, as an att- like a vague attempt to wrap some stuff up. Maybe, but no. I just I don't like Jubal early. I don't understand what he's what purpose he's fulfilling. Uh it's just not it's just not a good episode. It's a real shame because Yeah. There's so many like they could have just ended I could have just ended at Heart of Gold or something like that. It it could have done, yeah. Because really the, I was or thinking the about episode, the the one that you were talking about. Yeah. If you reorder mm, No, yeah, you need a bit of time to pass for, for, from River killing those guys, I think. I think that you, you do, but you could also end on that. And that, like, if you were getting a season two, you end with 
Okay, so river is scary. Yes, good. No, because I I think that almost brings too much attention to it. Maybe it's, it's kind of maybe. fun that that they sort of you see her do that, and then we kind of forget about it for a while. Um, no, but I think Heart of Gold's a good place to end because at, at the end of that, I think Anara says, "Okay, I'm I'm kind of done. I need to leave." I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, which which is more or less the main overarching storyline that needs, needs more a work. cliffhanger, I guess, if you're going to yes. do a second season. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So back to back to the question to wrap up: Is Serenity an adequate finale to Firefly? I guess my take on that is no, but it's a good standalone film in its own right, and it's I'd rather we have Serenity than not, but I'd rather have. Season two, episode one, than Serenity. You know what? You need you, you need to stop making a habit of saying things that I have to agree with. <laughs> it breaks the format of the show, Sean. Come on, <laughs> say something stupid. I, like no. the Last Jedi is a good film. That's that's the level we need to go back to. Oh, we need to, do we need to go back <laughs> to that? Do we? Um, because Last I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, Serenity is not how I would have wanted Firefly to end because I just wanted more Firefly. But it's a great film uh, and I think it does an adequate job of, of finishing off things that needed finishing off. Here, here's a, a, counter, a counterfactual though. Imagine if Serenity Season 2 had gone the way of Game of Thrones Seasons 7 and 8. That is impeccable pieces of television which were not for some unfathomable reason not critically well received are we not better off with the season two of firefly that exists only in our brains rather than because because as as you've essentially suggested there implied season seven and eight of game of thrones were (laughs) phenomenal pieces of tv and i would have very much liked to see Firefly season like that. Can you hear my teeth clenching? I can. I can hear the words <laughs> sticking in your throat. There. Um, you know. You know. What I mean, I was. Uh, it's better. We, we got a very good bad. thing. Imagine if it had been bad. No, I quite quite. But no, I think all that remains is to say thanks for listening to this episode of Expertise is Overrated. No doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive. As ever, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast, and leave us a comment, or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com, tweet us at zeroexpertise, check out our website, expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com, or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes. If you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. Now, in our next episode, we return to our galaxy 40,000 years from now and ask what caused Horus to throw a tantrum so large it marred the universe forever. Join us then for more nonsense. And don't worry, I'm going to say lots of stupid things in there.